We're four teaching friends from across the country. We've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. You know what's really hard? Parent-teacher conferences. Parent-teacher conferences. You can't avoid them. So you (laughs) might as well look at it as an opportunity, right? Right. Exactly. An opportunity to deepen your working relationship with parents be a team with them, as you highlight their child's strengths, discuss academic or social concerns, share information about child development, or even hopefully have the children join you in sharing all of that. We'll talk Mm -hmm. about that later. Parents come to see you as an ally and see themselves as true partners with you in their child's education. It's really, really important, the parent-teacher conferences. And it's really, really nerve-wracking, too really nerve-wracking. I totally have more than my share of caffeine. <laughs> and then during, it's it's a wonder I don't have to go to the bathroom in between every every conference I drink so much caffeine. And you know what, speaking of caffeine, I think it's a good idea to have a little caffeine on hand for the parents and maybe a little plate of cookies too. Mm-hmm. It really oh, eases things up as they walk over to your table. My partner, I was going to say my partner and myself usually go out to dinner before conferences. And Mm -hmm. one time, one time we actually got a glass of wine and then we were afraid that people would notice. So we (laughs) got some gum. Absolutely. (laughs) But didn't it make it go even more smoothly? You were relaxed? Yes. Very nice. It was really nice. (laughs) Well, I actually, my very first year of teaching... I was at a Title I school, and I was so nervous and so excited about my first set of parent conferences. And I waited, and I waited, and finally this one parent showed up who must have also been nervous because she said, I'm sorry I'm late. I was at happy hour. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say, why didn't you invite me? (laughs) I was like 21 years old. I was so nervous, and I was, you know, didn't know what to expect, but I thought, oh, that's not how I remember my mom going to conferences when I was in school. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I remember uh, parents that I, it was my first year in this school and the PTA president came for my last conference of the last day. And when they were all done, he said, okay, now my wife and I are going out for drinks so we can sit and talk shop about the teachers that we just talked to. <laughs> <laughs> talk, I probably had to talk trash about them. <laughs> Thank you for letting me know anyway. (laughs) My first year of conferences was in an inner city school and no one showed up. Oh, wow. So I spent the next two weeks visiting everyone's home. Oh, wow. Hi, I saw you couldn't, you know, we're talking like 21 years old. Here we are. (laughs) I saw you couldn't make it to conferences. And I thought you'd like to know how so-and-so is doing. The Norma Ray, that was at Norma Ray's Valley Field and the Norma Ray of the classroom. (laughs) That was me. (laughs) 
Were they receptive, Retta? Yes, mostly they were. I got a couple of things like I never come down to that school because they're not going to do my kid like they did me was a common oh. response. People who, who had had negative experiences with school would, would love right. to have a positive experience for their kids, but they thought it was risky. And so they didn't show up. Oh, well, it's so sad. It, it is was. sad. But I, so, but I think I, I converted quite a few of them because I did get a better turnout at the next conference sessions. So let's talk about that. What, what do we actually do in a conference? Mm. So I think one of the best pieces of advice that I can could give to someone who's nervous about parent-teacher conferences is how important it is to really kind of think things out. Like what I outline, what are some things that I want to accomplish in this conference? I kind of make a little bit of an outline for myself, a little script that I'm going to stick to things. There are certain things that I want to share with parents. Right. Um, and I want to make sure each parent has that information. Um, so I think through that beforehand and I do a little outline. I might also organize my data because as someone who's been teaching since the beginning of time, <laughs> I, I've, I've noticed that sometimes when there are challenging things that I have to communicate, that when I communicate them with student work samples or data and I make the student the center of the conversation, or the student's performance, it's a lot easier to say those things when I have evidence to back up what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, too, plus if you always start with the positive, you oh, know, your parents, your parents know you're on their side. It's not a you versus me. Exactly. You're all right. there for and the you, And you make a sandwich out of it, and the negative thing is the filling. Yeah. You put a positive before and a positive afterwards. So everybody has something to heave a sigh of relief about and, and smile about a little. I think and I was, <laughs> oh, go ahead. That's all right. Go ahead. Raise your hand. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I think something else that's important is to um, ask the parents about the kids too, because they're really the experts on their children and they probably have lots of valuable insights for you. And I know they'll yeah, appreciate what you're, that you're asking them. Absolutely. I also think it's important, and I know with, with some students, you could go on and on and on about your concerns, but I have that little saying, keep it simple, silly, because two concerns, right, at the most is what I try That's to enough. prioritize. Right. Like, which is the one that affects everything else? Exactly. Which means that you have to really do some serious thinking about the kids before those parents ever walk through the door. Um, and so doing something like an outline or a framework, um, sometimes I have like a little jot sheet that I've used where I kind of jot down what it is I want to share. Um, but I also keep, do you guys do this? I have a notebook that I keep. So then while we're conferring, I actually will write down things that I need to remember that the parents oh, absolutely. ask for absolutely. things that I might say, okay, let's try this because part of the conference obviously goes to problem solving. So um, I need to take those notes and it helps me keep track of, of what we talked about. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I don't trust my memory. <laughs> I have, right. And I've, I've done that different ways too. too. 
I've done that in a notebook. I've done it on sheets that were specific conference sheets, you know, with everything on it. Like, here's what we're going to talk about. And, and here's what some ideas that came up with. And here's our action plan. Mm -hmm. And I started putting those sheets into a data notebook that I would keep for my evaluations where I would have, it just made sense to keep it all together. Student samples, data, photos to share, you know, whatever, um, whatever you were going to present at a conference doesn't hurt to have that in your notebook too, that you take to your evaluations. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's a great idea. Yes. Cause when you say something, you want to be able to back it up with, um, you know, papers and different types of things. So, right. I think it's also really important to avoid teacher talk. You know, we, we right. all have our <laughs> jargon. Yeah. Oh, That's gonna say yes. That. Yeah. yeah, you know, I always think of like, oh, I better speak in layman's terms because you don't want parents to feel as if we're talking down to them or assuming that they right. know what we're talking about. And I've been at conferences with some incredibly smart, accomplished people who just may not know the jargon, the education ease that, you know, that goes with it. And if you just explain in simple terms, they get it and, and they're more than happy to help and, you know, meet you halfway. Right. Right. Absolutely. So then someone brought it up before. Let's talk about um, the student led conferences. Um, that's a them. kind of conference that many of us have experience with. And, and some of our listeners may or may not have experience with. Well, I first started just kind of playing around with student-led conferences about 27 years ago. (laughs) I will never go back to the regular teacher-parent conferences. Seriously, it's the best. It is because it just bothered me that the kids either stayed home or they sat quietly in the conference or they waited outside while their parents were there. And then I, as the teacher was doing all the talking, but then as soon as the kids would see their parents, they would ask, you know, what did I, what did I get? What did she say? As if it was almost a secret. And, you know, accountability for the kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And the kids should know everything that you're talking about. Absolutely. And and there are all kinds of ways to do it. The, The most effective way I ever found to do it was to schedule three families for an hour. And so there'd be 20 minutes with you at 20 minutes with their student for um, a portfolio that would be on the computer that they could go over and show them some videos and show them some photos and some work samples. And then 20 minutes for a paper folder to go through. Now, to me, and you'd find they didn't all stay that long. To me, that's more. I that's more like what I do with student-led conferencing. But student-involved, uh-huh. like I do student-involved in the fall, and we, um, the student is there, and they have like a behavior inventory they've done for themselves, a learning behavior inventory. So they share that, and they have their data notebook. So they might share some pieces from that, and then I I do my spiel, um, and the parent talks. Um, and so sometimes like student involved, it's similar, but it looks a little bit, a little bit different. Um, and that's a good way to ease into the other kind. It too. is. I do. Now I do. Student, I do student led in the spring and it's entirely student led, meaning I don't say a word. 
but um, oh, entirely. Um, but no pressure there. You don't even need a glass of wine. No, I know. It, there's something particularly powerful if you let kids self. If you teach kids how to self reflect, like uh-huh. think about some of the the hard conversations you've had with parents about like behavior issues. If a child is there and has a behavior inventory that they've filled out, it's the child who's reporting about their bad behavior. Right. I well, love good behavior. Right. I mean, I love student led conferences too because it keeps the kids accountable in that like. What we do self report cards, um, and then mm-hmm. we compare them to the district report card, and they're often mm-hmm. very similar, if not even the kids grade themselves harder. But they can't just say, you know, I we we use a rubric, so they can't just say, you know, I deserve a three, but then in their portfolio have no evidence that backs that up, you know. So they they become very honest and very, um, very almost meticulous about what they show their parents and explain this is how I'm doing. This is where I want to go. Um, it's so great to see. Like it's the parents are always amazed too. <laughs> it's a beautiful really experience. Great. Everyone walks away feeling great from a conference like that. And it can be what's cool about this. I mean, we're we've all been upper, mostly upper elementary teachers into middle school, but I've seen this done and have done it myself, even at like second and third grade level. Um, I've seen it done at first grade level in the spring more than in the fall, but. But even the youngest kid can talk about their learning. Right. Mm -hmm. My daughter's kindergarten teacher, you know, years and years and years ago, actually did it where she, for the couple weeks leading up to the conference, she would one-on-one with the child say, well, what's what's some work that you're proud of and why? And then she would script what they said and staple it onto the piece of work so that (gasps) when the parents came in... She had kind of what they had already said in case they got shy or whatever, but she could prompt them. And they did. They actually had their portfolios and they chose their work. And, you know, even little kids know this is what I'm good at, but this is still hard for me. So I want to work on this this other part. It really mm-hmm. makes them feel empowered. It does. Yes. Yes. And starting early. So what happens, because we've all been there, how do you handle it? when a conference takes a wrong turn. Yeah, you know, parents really do surprise us sometimes with negative or personal questions about their child. Um, you know, even maybe something that you might have said, and I have had that happen, that you, you know, you might say something not meaning it to be, you know, negative, but it might come out that way. And a kid will go home to their parent and say, my teacher doesn't like me. So you have to, you know, kind of explain to them that that wasn't that at all and just go over exactly what happened. So I think you know, if a child was in the conference, that would really help that situation quite a bit. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I think like one of the biggest things when parents are concerned that they have a problem, um, and it's, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, but boy, it goes a long way if you can do it, is swallow the lump in your throat of defensive Mm-hmm. reaction because we mm-hmm. all do that we're human and yes, and we do yes and we, especially when we care as much as we do it's really hard to listen sometimes and then the second thing is validate 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 mm-hmm. so what i mean by that is you know when a parent says um something really negative or they're upset or they have questions to listen and say things like i can see what i can see why you're upset or 
gosh, I'm really glad that you've brought this up. Yes. You know, you know, I didn't, I totally didn't see that that way. Can you tell me more about it? Tell me mm-hmm. more. Or I can, I can see how that would look this way to you. Yeah. But this is this is the way I thought it was going. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think offering, you know, well, what can we do together? What's our plan together? Uh, and again, that's yeah. another reason for right. another reason for the student to be there because we want the student to also be part of that plan. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. And and also listening with empathy. Mm-hmm. That's so important. Right. Think about what would cause a child to say something negative happened or what would cause a parent to see it negatively. You never know what's going on in somebody's life. So maybe just if 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 it does take a wrong turn, turn it to where you're the listener for a while. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, then, and also and also start to you know, discuss the positives in the child too. I mean, you know, this may be happening, but, but I love what so-and-so has done. He's wonderful in art or he's a big helper, you know, so that really helps too. Mm -hmm. I've also had conferences kind of take that negative turn um, when parents are divorced and basically Mm -hmm. hate each other. You know, and they both come to the they, same conference time. Yes. Well, I tell them they have to. I said, I will not have two separate conferences for one student. We are all a team together for the, your child. So we have one conference, but sometimes they'll start doing their, you know, talking about the other. Well, it's when he's at dad, he, this is because his homework isn't done or when he's with mom. I mean, and I've had to just nip it in the bud and say, well, let's focus back on, you know, Johnny here. And Right. Yeah, and what can we do to, to help child. him figure out the yeah. whole How right, can right. we work together? Yes. I think one of my my things, too, and I know we've all experienced it because we've talked about it, is um, you're doing a conference and someone wants to talk about the previous year's teacher. Oh, yes. How, yeah. Oh, don't you love that? A lot of that. <laughs> they were horrid. And boy, you're making, you're, you're setting the world on fire for their child. But last year's teacher... Right. And I, my, my pet response is, I'm so sorry you had that experience. And then I go right on to (laughs) going back to the conference because, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, here's the thing we can control now. We can go back and change the past. That's right. Right. Whether the past was evaluated correctly or not. Here's what we can do now. Let's talk about that. Right. And you're not going to talk about one of your colleagues. I mean, it's terrible. No, that's true. Yeah. But there are those, te- there are those parents and some- sometimes they're rather powerful parents in the school community who will want to do that um, for whatever their motivation is. And it's really, really, really important to mm-hmm. not step in that direction. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So ladies, let's wrap it up. What's your number one tip for parent teacher conferences? Well, mine is really to let the parents know that you're with them, that you really care about their child, and you want to work with them as a team so that the child has a good year. That was mine. Uh, (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) It's on the tip of my tongue. Remembering that you're on the same team and you're both rooting for the same important VIP player. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For me, I think 
A successful conference is when you keep the child the center of the conference. You always go back to the child, always. Yep, mine's the same. And by that, too, have the students involved in it. Um, We don't want them to feel that grades are happening to them. We want them to feel that they are active members of their own learning. Absolutely. And the goal setting, right, and the goal setting is happening with them. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Having to be like, you know, (laughs) going to Weight Watchers and having someone set your weight loss goal for you. (laughs) Talk about stressful. (laughs) Well, guys, that's all we have time for today. Be sure that you join us next time for our discussion. Um, We're going to be talking about a sometimes hard to teach subject. It's right around the corner. Some of you might be feeling some angst about it. Dun, 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 the election. And if you like what you hear here today, check out our episode notes. You can follow our blogs. We Most of us blog every week. Join our Facebook group. Until next time, keep it real. Keep it real.